0: Hello and welcome to There's No Place Like Summer Camp. I'm your host Andrew Waterhouse and in today's episode we're taking a look at the tips for a 16 year old wanting to do Camp America. So come on into our tent and I'll spill the beans. Hello everyone and welcome to the 61st episode of There's No Place Like Summer Camp. I hope you've had a really good week since the last episode where we discussed everything around me, just painting a picture of who I am the experience I bring to there's no place like summer camp what there's no place like summer camp all is about and just a real update on where I am and stuff like that so uh, yeah we're here 61st episode I hope you've been having a good one we always start the podcasts with an update from what's been going on in my life and this one's a little more exciting than uh, your usual standard week because I've just recently come back from Prague so if my voice sounds a little bit off if I slur my words you can understand why because it's been a heavy heavy weekend Uh, so just to give you a bit of an update around that uh, we flew out um on Wednesday the 18th of August and came back just yesterday Sunday the 23rd so it was quite a long uh trip abroad and it was with a couple of friends that I actually made at summer camp that I still stay in touch to today um one of them from New Zealand and is only staying in the UK for a few more months until he has to go back for his visa requirements and then there's someone else called uh Chad who's been briefly spoken about on this podcast before, especially in the uh, Scott interview episode, um, where he, yeah, he also went to my summer camp with me, and yeah, two really great guys, really great friends that I've made at camp, and we want to be doing more travels and sort of that sort of stuff, and you know, have some good memories, and make the most of Scott while he's over from the other side of the world, which is a bit absurd to think about. So what I found really strange was the attitude of the coronavirus around traveling at the moment because just to give you a little bit of a background we did have plans to go to Spain right at the start of the coronavirus lockdown in the UK. So that was around the beginning of March we had a trip lined up where we would go into Madrid, spend a couple of days in Madrid and then take the train over to Barcelona and fly back from Barcelona. We had everything booked, everything sorted and then lockdown happened and then obviously the trip got canceled. So this was like a makeup event and it's only recently say in the last couple of months or so that you're allowed to travel and then they've brought in this uh, traffic light system. So if you want to go abroad, you have to make sure that your countries that you want to travel to are allowed uh, you're allowed to go there sort of thing it's a bit of a strange situation with the travel front and it really showed when you're in the airport so we flew from Manchester airport and just going through security alone was insane it was absolutely so bizarre because normally you give yourself two maybe three hours to arrive at the airport in time You go through security, you get your bags checked, you have your passports checked and you find your gate and all that sort of stuff. Two or three hours tends to be the average, I would say, for someone that wants to go to an airport for travel purposes. And um, this time around, we got to the airport and security was empty. And I'm telling you, empty. There was not one person in front of us going taking their bags through the metal detectors and having their shoes taken off and you know all the security checks that airports have it's pretty intense and thorough and yeah this one it was no one in front of us there was no one behind us the airport was absolutely empty and it was a bit surreal to be honest because we were walking through and thinking oh yeah sweet we can just stroll on through no waiting around had our bags checked and that sort of stuff let's get on with the trip but at the same time we were thinking are we the only dumb people right now traveling abroad during coronavirus like we we knew we were taking a risk but this like made it feel you know real no one in the airport so it was a bit strange and um we got through the security fine. I think they performed extra checks on me just because they had like nothing else to do, the security guys so I had to take my shoes off had to have my palms swabbed and they did a pat down and it was pretty pretty thorough they took my bags away for extra x-ray scans and I happened to be uh, randomly selected as they say Um, but yeah all fine all good we got through the other side of the security and then um, we saw a fair few people the other side waiting for their flights but again it was a lot less than normal in an airport I would say Um, often when you go through security you're trying to find yourself a seat so you sit down here it was no problem you could find yourself a seat but it was still busy enough to you know count it as an airport I guess <laughs> maybe maybe the, the phrase I'd use there um, quite a lot of people just waiting around and um, the mask situation everyone was wearing masks and we happened to find ourselves a pub grabbed ourselves a couple of drinks and just chilled out without the masks on it was nice to take those off So we had a couple of hours in the airport, wandering around, that sort of thing. It was good times. The help out to eat out thing, the the UK um, incentive at the moment to eat out and get half price off your food uh, to help the industry, was a bit strange that it actually works in an airport. So we got KFC for like £3 and that was a bit insane, especially in an airport where you don't really have any other option than to eat out and, uh, you know, the rules around airports and the duty-free and that sort of stuff. They kind of like to pick and choose which rules apply to them, I think. But yeah, it was really good. Managed to get ourselves through absolutely fine. Uh, the flight itself was a little strange because they didn't really socially distance us at all. You had to wear your mask throughout the entire duration of the flight too and that... I don't know about you but the masks we have uh they really pull on the back of your ears and after say half an hour of wearing one it really does start to rub and pull on the back of your ears and it kind of hurts a little bit um but yeah we had to just grin and bear it there was no real social distancing on the plane I don't know if this was ever a thing um we were told when we were booking our flights that we would be um we would what's the word we'll be scrutinized and tested for coronavirus prior to getting on the flight there was none of that at manchester airport we found that really bizarre we would have thought at security there would be maybe um, temperature checking you and making sure that you're okay to fly um, maybe doing a swab on some people and doing like an instant test if they even exist i'm unsure um, but there was none of that not even temperature checking it was pretty crazy and I don't know it felt a bit strange but on the flight itself no social distancing we flew with Ryanair so you can imagine that they wanted to fill every seat Uh, everyone had their masks on and uh, yeah got there in one piece so we had a good time out there Um, it was a bit strange because Chad actually had to miss his flight And I won't go into all the details, but he he missed his flight only to join us uh, later down the line uh, where we would have a real good time in Prague. And uh, let me just say, we had quite a few drinks. There's quite a few stories and funny times that I can't really delve into, I think. Um, But Prague itself... Uh, it's a great city we uh, stayed in Old Town which is like famous for being like a real tourist hotspot right in the middle of Prague and it was really cool Um, we got to see the things like the astrological clock the um, the cathedral and just some of the architecture is really cool and that's what Prague's all about the old cobbled streets and going into a few bars on our trips Um, and yeah quite a few heavy nights we went on a pub crawl the first pub crawl I totally uh, screwed up and I'm I'm happy to hop a hands up and say on a podcast that I got a little too drunk as I'm very much known for uh, especially when hanging around with these sort of guys and um, we only ended up doing the first pub of the pub crawl uh, as a group let me just uh, put that out there and I'm still feeling the effects today I think so that was fun Um, I made sure to purchase another round of the pub crawl for the second day that we were there so it was more than made up for the second uh, the, I think it was our last night that we were there it was really cool so yeah Prague was really nice um if I had to give it a score out of 10 I would probably it's, it's, it's tricky because I've only just come back but I probably wouldn't return to be honest and you hear a lot about Prague being the place to go it's crazy yeah there is craziness there is really cool things there there's real cool architecture but I think what I missed most about going to Prague and going abroad was maybe some more tourist attractions because the main thing that you go on TripAdvisor for around things to do in Prague like the main thing was a clock that was really not that impressive and I hope I'm not offending people here maybe being maybe I'm being a bit too um pretentious I think that might be the word um I think that I enjoyed Amsterdam more than I did Prague um I think there's more to do in Amsterdam I think the it's a little more seedy but it's a lot uh, better not well how do i say how should i say this it was a lot nicer of a city i think it's a lot both of the cities were really clean by the way so prague is really clean and that's something we definitely noticed and uh they have they have a lot of like old architecture real tall buildings our hotel for example our airbnb was right at the top of a massive like i don't know how many stairs they love their stairs in prague every time we had to go back to the airbnb our legs were burning because of the amount of steps we had to go up um but yeah i think if i had to give prague a score out of 10 i'd probably give it something like a 7 it was okay it was pretty cool it was good for drinks if you're into that sort of culture real cool um i wouldn't say that i particularly would return though Um, but everyone's open to their own opinions you know Um, I've been to plenty of cities I'm really fortunate enough to have that privilege I guess and being able to afford to go to these places because when you go to somewhere like Prague I didn't know this prior to my trip but um, their wages aren't that great and the currency conversions can be slightly skewed especially when you're somewhere as mainstream as Prague but if you take a step out of the tourist zones prices drop off like a cliff because the Czech people don't have a particularly great average wage so um, the prices were in general higher around the center of Prague than they would be outside of Prague uh, for normal Czech people and it really makes you feel you know I really 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 felt grateful and if you follow my twitter uh, at W 9 andrew, andrew spell a-n-d-r-o-o W09 um I really felt grateful for um when I, as I was flying into Prague because you got to see the whole of the city in nighttime and it felt like oh my god like we're one of the few people right now traveling abroad into Europe into a into a country that's on the green list at the moment they say that uh, Czech is about to go uh into a more of a lockdown period coming soon, and that really doesn't surprise me. But I'll move on to that in a sec. Yeah, move it. As as we were coming into Prague, we felt very like at least I did felt I felt very grateful for being able to travel during these times and um, seeing different cultures and how pricing d- it differs. And you see the average wage of uh, Pragians or Czech people, I guess, and you're like, holy shit, these people never even like travel out of their country some of these people and i think often i take that for granted and i i'm trying to be better i'm trying to be a better person and take things for uh, not take things for not take things for granted should i say and be grateful for the things that i do have because not many people get to have like a travel map and scratch off uh countries as they go and visit them but i'll be proud to scratch off czech republic I was saying earlier about how the coronavirus is impacting Prague as well, and I'm sorry that this is such a large update around the Prague trip, but I think in these podcast episodes I really do like to give you a personal take on who I am, who the author is behind the books, um, especially as the book is soon coming to its release. So um, Prague and its coronavirus uh, attitude, it was fucking crazy, okay? Okay. It was so crazy. So we were we were like, um, as I say, we went on pub crawls, uh, we went to clubs. Everything was open. I'm telling you, everyone wasn't wearing a mask. There was no mask wearing anywhere. Um, You even we went into a Tesco, uh, which I didn't think existed beyond the UK, but there was a Tesco right next to our hotel. And that was crazy to just go in there and be like, "Do we wear a mask?" And you go down into this uh, es- escalator into uh, the Tesco, and no one's wearing a mask. And you think, "Okay, that's pretty normal because the UK's the I don't know. I think it's a pretty dumb rule to have in the UK. You have to wear a mask to a supermarket." But you don't have to wear a mask when you go anywhere else. And it's a lot of confusion. But I understand that. But if you just go around the city in general, there's hardly anyone. I say less than 1% of people wear masks uh, over there. And as I say, we went to pubs, clubs. uh, We took taxis, all without masks. And the attitude over there for masks was a bit crazy. Uh, The only real time we wore them were at the airport, to be honest. And I can't really blame ourselves for wearing them there. So yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Czech Republic uh does go into some sort of lockdown soon. Uh we we felt like they were about a couple of months behind where the UK were because yeah, it was crazy. It was really really strange to be able to be to be on the side of you should be wearing a mask sort of attitude because that's only coming recently in the UK to be fair. It's only come in say the couple last couple of months or so. But to see like such a lackadaisical attitude in the check about it it was quite funny Um, so I came back told uh, my girlfriend around all this and uh, yeah I'm getting a coronavirus test soon so I've got one in the post coming Um, I don't think I've got it but I think if I were to get the coronavirus I would not be surprised if it was now from coming back from Prague where we were just intermingling with so many different people and li- literally living a life like the coronavirus wasn't a thing and uh yeah felt very grateful for that it was even strange I remember going through the Prague like park as like a big island in the middle of Prague and um seeing these walking tours where the tour guide would walk around city with all these tourists and one was coming to an end and I saw must have been about 50 people shake the hand of the tour guide say thanks and I was like man that's really strange like to be on that side of I don't know I feel like a little bit of a Karen but um it was just a bit weird I guess so I think that's pretty much addressed most of the Prague trip Uh, I've got some really cracking photos I'll I'll have a look and try and get some more updates on the Instagram I think because uh, it's been a while since I posted on there but uh, yeah I think we're ready to start this episode this one is all about what tips should I give for a 16 year old wanting to do Camp America so this episode is primarily around the 16-year-old who's thinking of one day doing Camp America, but to be honest, it could be for many age groups. I think this episode is going to focus more around the 16 to say maybe 18 age group because that's the sort of main age of where people start to have that glimmer in their eye that they really would like to travel and the idea of a gap year can be very tempting indeed. So There's quite a few questions and tips I'm going to give here so this could be a very long episode and I'm really looking forward to it. The first thing that you want to think about is what age would you like to go to Camp America because when you go to volunteer at a summer camp there is no upper age limit and if you want to know more around the age limits of going to summer camp I have done a previous episode so go check that out. But you have to think for yourself, what age would you like to go to summer camp? And there could be so many different determining factors to this. Personally, I went, I think I was at the age of 21 when I went, and I would recommend that age, to be honest. Uh, you can go um, after you turn 18 you can't go before you're 18 okay that's the minimum age you have to be is 18 but i went when i was 21 and i'd say that's probably the average age of a volunteer at summer camp and i'll tell you why alcohol you can't drink alcohol in the united states unless you are over the age of 21 now this doesn't mean that you can't go to volunteer at a summer camp if you're say 19 or 20 and not have a good time because there's you know there's ways around this obviously um but just don't expect to be going into a pub or a club and getting served um it's a real like bummer to be able to go from your country where you're having all this alcohol and having good times and you've had all these uni nights and freshers fairs and then going to Camp America and being like well this is supposed to be the time of my life but here we are not being able to drink and I'm like 20 years old for crying out loud but um the attitude to alcohol out in america is a little strange and they have been very resistant to bringing that age down and i think that drives forward like a a, a dark market and i'm using uh, my finger quotes here uh, of like more drug related abuse uh, where all these like 20 year olds over 20 year old Americans are like itching to do something and like break out their shells a little bit so it drives forward like a drug market. Uh, that's my two cents anyway but you have to think for yourself what age do you want to go um, and that could be loads of different factors. Is alcohol going to be one? Is money going to be a real like big thing? Um, you're, there's so many different things and we'll come on to the, We'll come on to the different subjects that could determine what age you would like to go. My second tip for volunteering and wanting to go to Camp America when you're a 16-year-old is you need to def- you need to define some purpose and goals, but remain flexible. So try and sketch out in one or two years where do you want to be? Do you want to be going to summer camp when you're 18? Do you want to be going to summer camp when you're 21? Do you not mind if you go when you're 20 or 19 because if you start to have like a path and I, an idea of where you want to be, uh, maybe you want to sketch out, okay, for this these couple of years I'm going to be going to college and these three years, four years, I'm going to be in uh, university and then where is Camp America gonna fit into this? Of course, whenever I say Camp America as well, I do mean all summer camp agencies. Camp America isn't the only one, and if you wanna know more information, I have had previous episodes detailing the different agencies and what they all offer. So once you have a vague like calendar in your head, maybe even on paper of where you want to be in two years, three years, five years, you have to also remain flexible if something comes up and you suddenly can't travel to camp america or you can't do university or you can't do college or you're not enjoying university you can remain flexible you don't have to stick to this plan but just to have some vague plan really helps uh, focus you in on what is important and where you want to get to to be able to do camp america so Things can happen in your life that throws everyone on off course. And you have to think about things like Corona, for instance. That's obviously ruined everyone's plans for 2020, who initially had the idea of going to Camp America this year. And you can also think about things like a family death or a car crash that could leave you injured. Things happen and you have to think that so many thousands of people volunteer to do summer camp every year. Not every one of those volunteers is going to get a position or uh, is able, is going to get through everything to be able to actually make it. So be flexible. Don't um, kick yourself while you're down if something happens and you just think, you know what, I'll pause this. I could do it the next year. But I think having some purpose and goals while remaining flexible is really important to be able to, you know, get your mindset and have that aim of volunteering with Camp America so once you have a vague idea of the age you kind of want to go and uh, you actually sat down and have a deep thought about going and doing Camp America you could draw out a vague plan and then Camp America doesn't really work in this maybe some other sort of travel gap year would do you justice of course there's loads of different options for gap year Uh, I know a lot of people go to Australia for instance you can always do both if you're really fortunate and you can do that but once you have that vague idea the next thing I would do is present your ideas to your parents see what they think and when I say present I don't mean um, having a presentation having a powerpoint I mean just casually bringing up it in conversation, your uh, goals of oh I've had a thought around Camp America. What do you think if I were to go and do this?" Because at the end of the day, they're still your parents, and even though you're 16 and you think, "Oh yeah, I'm so bored," they're still giving you a roof over your head, they're giving you food, and they, you know, they're paying for everything. They really care about you. They want the best for you as well. So, see what they think. um If Camp America seems to be one of the goals that you would like to achieve. I'm pretty sure they'll be really excited for you to go and do that. And they'll try and support you where they can. And they might even give you some tips and help you out financially if needed uh, to help you get there too. Just to get their vague ideas on the subject. I think it's a really good idea um, when you start to you know, hone in on who you want to be going forward. Now, this next thing is huge. This is huge. Okay tips for a 16 year old going to want to do camp america this is all about experience you really do need experience and volunteering experience i would say to help you get over to Camp America so once you're 16 like I say and you've got that life plan in front of you and you think oh yeah I'd love to go and do Camp America I'd love to go and do some archery for example you really want to be the archery specialist at a summer camp you want to teach kids archery you can counsel them as well but your idea is to be an archery specialist now when you're 16 you can often well in my shoes when I was 16 um i want i i don't think i actually had the idea for camp america when i was 16 but if you do you're one step ahead of me um but if i were to be an archery specialist at 16 i wouldn't really have many qualifications to be able to put myself forward and get the job in front of other candidates and you have to think thousands of people are on this catalog of uh applicants for every summer to go and volunteer at summer camp so you want to to stand out from the crowd. So if you can go and get yourself qualified in your specialty, I really think that would really help and bolster your application to a summer camp. So whether that be getting an actual certification for your specialty, for example, archery, That I don't know what archery specialist uh, certifications there are, but um, anything to do with teaching, anything to do with doing it yourself, Anything that could really help you stand out from the crowd Uh, one really good example is being a lifeguard a lot of people go over to be a lifeguard and you can easily go and apply and go to your local uh, swimming pool and see if they offer lifeguard certifications which really does help uh, get you over there and be a volunteering uh, lifeguard for the summer. In my case, I volunteered at a uh, scout and cub troop for a number of years and it was more of a hobby, I would say, rather than it being a chore because my friends were there and I had been doing uh, scouts and cubs as I was growing up and it naturally led me into like a young leader position while my friends, my younger friends were still in the cubs and scouts uh, respectively. So I kind of hung around as a young leader um you know to make the best of both worlds I was volunteering and I was uh hanging out with my friends too so that was my experience of getting the volunteering under my belt but I think every specialty the more the more experience the more volunteering you have the better Uh, if it's anything to do with kids of course working in a school you have to really sit down and think where you can get this experience from because I know um It can be very daunting to think, oh, I'm going to have to go and knock at some random uh, archery place and see if they do any training. But I think have a think about what positions you want to do and start Googling, start having conversations on Facebook Marketplace and uh, see if anyone's offering, say, lifeguard certifications or an archery qualification that really help you get into summer camp. Now the next tip I'm going to provide is to do with resources because you're not on your own and it can often feel like you are, especially when you have to go and get some volunteering experience if you wanna go and uh, volunteer at Camp America. Um, I would say, some resources for advice can be this podcast you can go back to previous episodes we've done 61 of the damn things now and I think there's been plenty that's been covered Uh, if you have any episode ideas by the way feel free to email me at andrew at there's no place like summercamp.com or you can go to there's no place like summercamp.com and send me a message through there it'd be really cool to get some more podcast ideas because by god i'm starting to struggle here um just as the book's starting to come up so uh i think it's timed itself pretty well but anyway, there's plenty of podcast episodes available and you can always submit some questions. You don't have to be, you don't have to reveal your name or where you're from if you don't want to be mentioned. But um, it'd be really cool to get some questions that you have and you can see previous episodes because I think there's so many things that you can talk about Summer Camp with and that's how we got to fucking 61 episodes so far. But um yeah. I think there's quite a lot to discuss and uh, hopefully my advice has helped some of you uh, pull your finger out your ass and <laughs> uh, get yourself over to the American uh, land of the free. Uh, other resources I would say is the Camp America website, Camp Leaders websites, any of those sort of websites they they deal with hundreds of applicants and they're really really supportive they really do help you get over there in one piece and they've done it for hundreds of years I guess Um, actually I think Camp America's only recently done their 50th anniversary but um, you know what I mean they've got plenty of experience they've got plenty of workers themselves who um, have done it themselves so uh, I have some friend who's Worked at my summer camp and then gone on to actually work at Camp America head office to help applicants get there in one piece. So highly recommend listening to back to the old podcasts. If you have any questions, you can submit questions to me as well. And I would say go onto these Camp America websites and just have a gander through because there'll be things that you haven't even thought of as questions, as and they'll be answered for you on these resources. So now, once you have all this in mind. I think the next tip is going to be all around the finances sort of thing and one real put-off for a lot of people thinking of the idea of going to Camp America one day is they think oh this is a thing that only say posh people can do and let me tell you this I'm not posh and I haven't had a posh background I didn't get finances from my family to help me do this I haven't had finances Really, from anyone ever to help me do this, I've always been like a self starter and finance myself and be responsible with my money. I've always been a saver, I've always had that saver mindset. So, if you're out spunking money down the drain at uh, clubs and being really fun, hey, that's your decision. But if you want to do summer camp as well as do that, you have to kind of balance the two and figure out which one you want to do more. so the one thing that really financed my stay over in uh, summer camp was a part-time job. I think that's going to surprise a few people because a part-time job, it doesn't really pay for much, it doesn't really pay that well but I worked at Sainsbury's for a number of years. So I, think, I think it was actually two years uh, off the top of my head and that was while I was at university and uh, I, I had a I I really enjoyed that job because it was my first and I saved I don't know I think i got my wages were around 400 pounds a month and I'd put it to the side every month because I didn't need to spend 400 pounds a month especially when you're uh, commuting to university from home you're not really living that student life and um, I actually did Camp America as like a uh, what should I say as an alternative to that crazy university life that I missed out on by living with my parents at home, I thought Camp America, perfect. I'll go out there for a number of months, have a great time, and uh, it kind of gets the traveling and independence in one that uh, staying at home with your parents while at university doesn't provide. So save up some money, have a budget. Uh, A part-time job is enough to get you over to camp america if you have the mindset for a couple of years to just put away money after every shift you do um, you'll definitely be able to do it and if you want more advice around the exact financial uh, costs uh, i'd recommend the previous couple of episodes where we discussed that sort of thing Uh, you don't actually need that much money to be able to go and do camp america and especially when you consider what you're actually getting for it it's really a i can't believe how much of a bargain it is and i highly recommend it to anyone who's even like tempted to consider to do camp america because it's that good um so i think in total i probably saved a, about a thousand pounds and obviously that goes on to so many of the expenses that you have to do uh, while you're trying to do camp america But you actually get paid while you're out there. So it kind of uh, nullifies a bit of the costs a little bit. And I think in total, like if I were to put my wages against uh, the amount I actually spent to get out there, I think I would have spent maybe at worst, I'll be about £400 down. But then I'm getting three months of accommodation, three months of food, and then I'm able to travel the United States at will. Um, So I'd really yeah finances it shouldn't be a problem it shouldn't be that big of a problem I don't think but uh, you have to budget I'd recommend checking out the Camp America websites they have more detailed information than I could ever provide uh, especially as they're the ones that are providing this sort of experience to you guys Um, but saving up money and having a budget is definitely going to help you get there and especially when you have that calendar in in your mind of where you want to be When you want to do Camp America as well, um, I think it would really help efficiently get there in one piece. Another tip that I've got, and we're only about halfway through, so I do apologize if you think this is a really long episode. Uh, We are talking about school, because at 16, you're going to be close to getting your GCSEs out of the way. Um, You've got your A-levels around the corner. You've got your college stuff. I would definitely recommend focusing on the school okay have that mindset that you're going to do camp Camp america later down the line maybe when you're 20 maybe in a gap year at university um but i would say focus on the school because you need to get the grades to be able to do your university you need to get the grades to be able to do college and that sort of thing um of course focus on the school focus on the now but have that mindset the tunnel vision of later down the line i'm going to be doing camp um I'm going to touch upon this because uh, Camp America itself is great for your CV. It's great for volunteering, where a lot of people have blank volunteering experience, especially at the age of sort of 16. A lot of people may have uh, blank volunteering experience. If you can put Camp America in that sit uh, in that section of your CV, it's going to make it stand out, and it's going to make it stand out with the GCSEs and A levels that you've put in work. B- get before if you know what i mean another tip that i would say is to speak to people who have done camp america and trust me there's hundreds of people who have done camp america hundreds of people that have traveled abroad maybe even done a gap year get a different experience to what camp america is about you can speak to those that have done Camp America, see what they think. Because a lot of people have this really positive rose-tinted glasses mindset to doing camp. I'm probably a little guilty of it of myself. Um, you often go on to maybe Camp America's uh, marketing stuff and it's very like CBeebies presenter sort of style where it's all like rainbows and butterflies But a lot of people do go over and have mixed experiences say Uh, I know a couple of people that went over there and they weren't really doing the job that they wanted to do and they didn't really enjoy it and they made sure to keep like a little diary themselves so when they get back to the UK they have this little notepad that says this is why I didn't enjoy it while I was here. I did make a ton of friends and had great experiences but my day-to-day job at camp wasn't so great. So, it's not always a guarantee that you're going to have an amazing time at summer camp. But I think most of the people definitely do. And if you speak to people that you trust, you know, and they've done something similar, definitely get their opinion, see what they say. Because everyone that I have spoken to who have done summer camp, not just those that have done summer camp with me, but those that have done their own versions of summer camp, maybe they're like younger than me, older than me, they all have the same thing of, go and do it you'll have a blast and you can obviously ask them questions as well because there's so many different things that camp entails whether that be going to get visas getting your finances in order um, catching a flight by yourself there's so many questions that you don't even think about until you actually do camp so speak to those that you trust and see their opinion and whether they recommend doing it for you. We're coming down to the last three tips here and this one is about the alternatives. I have touched upon it earlier in this podcast where I discussed maybe going to travel a gap year down in New Zealand, going for a gap year to Thailand, going with some friends to travel some different islands in the Caribbean. There's so many different options of traveling and the best time to do it I would say is around the age of 21 I would I would say I think that's the best time for a gap year because you're just starting to get out of the education system where you've been funneled through like a herd of sheep uh, all doing the same thing for all this time and um, just before you get into the real workplace uh, have a little bit of spark I would say that's my opinion on it there's different options you don't have to do Camp America there's different things um there's even different options to do volunteering in america so you don't have to just go to one camp my brother for instance he uh i'm not sure the exact name but he did a volunteering thing with america where he would volunteer and uh provide sports coaching to different summer camps so he would travel between different camps and teach them football at each camp. So it, was no t- it wasn't really tied to one. So there's different kind of things that you can do. It's not just Camp America that's on offer here. We have touched upon this next tip before, but I want to re-emphasize how important it is to volunteer and get some experience because uh, if you do, you're gonna stand out and you're gonna be able to apply for the jobs that you want. You don't have to get specialists like qualifications either if you are looking to go and just be a counsellor you can go over there with a slightly less uh, fulfilled cv than other people and i would say that one of the things that i definitely would say is don't compare yourself to others um compare yourself to yourself and if you're 16 and you're trying to get yourself over to do Camp America, just be a better person than you were the day before. Every day, just gradually do that. And I think getting some volunteering experience will definitely help you get there. Um, figure out what you want to do. Figure out what things you want to teach or what you want to take away from doing summer camp and what age you want to do summer camp and when whether you can afford to do it. Think about all these things, but I would say try and focus on getting some actual experience to help you stand out from the crowd so I think we have pretty much come to the end because uh, this last one isn't actually a tip it's just to say that when you are over in Camp America you are going to savor every minute of it all of the work that you've put into getting there will have paid off And I think that's really important because the journey is oftentimes the best part about doing anything and getting that volunteering experience, putting some money aside, getting a job, presenting yourself as a bigger person to your parents and someone with a bit of ambition and uh, doing your research, doing your homework, getting volunteering experience again, focusing on your school, getting those GCSEs, those A-levels, that college degree going to university all these sort of things speaking to people that have done it thinking about the alternatives planning for your future it can feel very daunting and I think um, it's very rewarding to get to summer camp touching your bags down and being like holy shit I am here in America in summer camp for the next couple of months so we'll leave it there I think that's plenty of tips to talk about and think about if you're like a 16 year old thinking of doing summer camp Um, if you've enjoyed this episode please 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 subscribe on your podcast platform of choice we are available on Spotify and we're soon to be available on Amazon Music when they uh, release their podcasting platform We're also available on a number of different podcasting apps too. And if your podcast platform actually supports rating the podcast, I really would love some feedback and get some of those five stars. It helps promote the channel and uh, get the name out there. Um, Of course, you can follow my uh, Instagram as well. It's There's No Place Like Summer Camp, where I'll be posting more and more photos around summer camp and traveling and who I am in the run up to the book that's coming up soon, hopefully in Uh, September which has the same name there's no place like summer camp which is the diary that I kept while I was volunteering at summer camp for the first summer so it goes from everything from before camp when I was like traveling over there don't know anyone to putting my bags down and being like oh my god I'm in a camp that I don't know I don't know anyone here and then making the friends having those travels and looking back and it's just crazy So I've really enjoyed writing that. I've enjoyed recording these podcasts too. And in the next episode, we do an episode every Tuesday. Next episode is why Camp America is good for the CV. Okay, once again, thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next Tuesday.